Welcome to another Majestic Filler episode of Love and Justice. This week we're covering episode 92 of the 90s anime, which is episode 3 of Sailor Moon S, and features a beautiful lesbian race car diamond, whom I'm pretty sure was the entire inspiration for the film Adolescence of Utena, also directed by Kuniiku Ikuhara. There may be a tiny bit of audio weirdness in this episode, and for that I do apologize. It's super minor, I did my best to filter it out, and hey, it's a free podcast. I think our microphones were maybe just as tired as our engineer, aka me. This Thursday should be the final episode of Cute High Earth Defense Club Love Season 2, so next week's podcast episode should be our Season 2 recap. If it's not, then it's definitely the following Thursday, so consider this your official warning to catch up. But not until after you enjoy this episode of the podcast, the topic of which we let Kelby choose in honor of her recent birthday. Like you're right that like that Spider-Man, Lord of the Rings yeah, time yeah. was like that was when that was when the revolution started. That's when it started. That's, <laughs> that's when, when nerds are, took the over. nerd uprising was beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's when you started being able to buy like nerd yeah. stuff yes. at Hot Topic instead yes. of just like band well, merch. <laughs> it blows my mind when I look back at pictures that I have from the premiere of the third Harry Potter movie, and there's mm. no merch in line. You you look at oh, you like, right. Yeah. The, the oh, there was a uh, one person I went yeah. with who happened to have a tie that looked similar to Ravenclaw colors. Yep. I had a scarf that was blue and yeah. striped in another blue and I was like, this is close enough. And that was it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, nobody had I and then by the time the last movie premiered, people right. had like so much stuff because well, yeah. I mean, they didn't the, use to merchandise Well, and The Wizarding fantasy. World of Harry Potter was open at that point too. So it's like all of a sudden you could get all of this, you know, like mm-hmm. costume style mm-hmm. merchandise because they were selling it at Wizarding World. I mean, even when we went to the premiere of the fifth movie, uh, my brother and uh, a bunch of our friends, we all went and we had like the whole freaking cast yeah. bet- amongst us. But it was all just like Homemade. stuff that we'd pulled out yeah. of closets and stuff that my mom made. I had and- <laughs> Harry Potter bed sheets, Ooh. but they were like sketch hand-drawn style right, right, because right. there wasn't a movie then. Yeah, yeah. That was before Daniel Radcliffe had ever gotten cast, and Damn. it was all based on like the the covers of the books and different illustrations. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That was before the world knew what was about to be oh, unleashed yeah. upon oh, it. Yeah. The nerd <laughs> uprising, yes. Yes. and like they used to have uh, like generic brand chocolate frogs. Yes, you remember? Yes, that? they sold them at Borders. Yeah, in the purple packages. Yep, no yeah. Borders. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and it was just like a tear foil pack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were like, this yeah. is not as exciting as I thought and it I would be. And I don't think there was even a there was No, part. there was no wizard in it, no, no. It was just a crappy candy bar. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. you felt a little disappointed. Yeah. You were like, I don't know what I was expecting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so true, yeah. But Borders, that was like... The nerd mecca. mecca, It was. I mean, like, for me, too, you know, that was where... That's where I got all my manga. Yeah, that's where my Sailor Moon manga love began, was I bought the Sailor Moon manga from Borders. I miss those midnight parties. The Harry Potter midnight. Oh, my God, that's where we got the seventh book. Well, I didn't get my seventh book there, but my buddy Miguel got his seventh book Mm -hmm. there, and we stayed there really late because they used to do the color. Yeah. So if you, depending on what color bracelet you had, that was the order. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And I got home at, like... 
3 a.m. And I called my mom when it was around 1 to mm. let her know that I was going to be late. But I left her a voicemail. And then when I got home at 3 a.m., she was waiting for me. Oh, my God. Like, she thought you were at like, like, sexy times. Yeah, she's all like, you have any idea what time it is? And I'm like, I called you, though. And she's like. You're like, I was just picking up my Deathly Hallows. <laughs> she's like, no, you didn't. Well, I mean, I, she knew she were going, we were going to get the book. But right, like, right. she thought we'd be home in like half an hour. Oh, and you're like, no. mom, that's not how this works. And you then, don't like, understand, yeah, So mom. I left her a voicemail because she was sleeping, obviously. But then she thought she had busted me. And then she went and got her phone and like called the voicemail in front of me. Oh. And like just stared me down the whole time she was listening to it. <laughs> and then finally when she got to my voicemail, she was just kind of like, oh. Oh, I guess you did. You did, you <laughs> did leave Mom, me a I was voicemail. exploring Aww. a world of magic with my friends Whatever. at the brick and mortar bookstore. Once I got my copy, she like kept sneaking into my room while I was sleeping to steal it so she could read it. <laughs> because she knew if I woke up and started reading it, she'd have it all day. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. a great time. It was a great was. time. It's still a great it's time. It's still a great time. It's only gotten better. Everything's really. kind of had a resurgence anyway. Yeah, no, it's so true. Yeah, like any any sort of thing that especially like the 90s nostalgia is like yeah. rampant and, and you know and and Toei is certainly uh, aware of that and basically oh, yeah. went hmm we should just revisit all of our properties uh that uh already have a big following and sold a lot of toys sure <laughs> let's <laughs> go make some money yeah. Digimon yep yep <laughs> oh yeah 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 Dragon Ball Dragon Ball yeah doing all of that base. yep exactly exactly except I do like with Sailor Moon that they decided to just go back and make it again yeah <laughs> well because I don't think lesbian race cars would be very good merchandise no no <laughs> can you imagine if they just sold like action figures of the monster oh, of the week well what if what if the lesbian race car was like a transformer and it just went from being a race car <gasps> oh, to being a Rob Liefeld-esque woman I would buy that <laughs> I would too I would 100% buy that that sounds very oh relevant God. to my interests That's too good man so uh yes uh we've sort of touched on this episode before uh in previous episodes when we were discussing doing our compare and contrast uh with the latest season of Sailor Moon Chris uh, but today on the show, we are talking about episode 92 mm-hmm. of the 90s anime, which was the third episode of Sailor Moon S, entitled A Beautiful Boy, The Secret of Haruka Tenno. A Beautiful Boy? 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 Question mark. Question mark. Unsure. Uh, in the U.S., uh, so it originally aired um, on April 16th of 1994 in the English-dubbed episode entitled Driving Dangerously. Jesus. It's not entitled... <laughs> Cousins and a car. <laughs> no. Cousins and a car. <laughs> wow. Uh, They're the best cousins ever. Yes. Uh, but it aired on uh, June 14th, 2000 uh, in the uh, Toonami block of Cartoon Network. Yes, of it did. course. And uh, yeah, the, the basic plot is uh, that... Uh, Minako and Usagi fall in love with Haruka at the arcade, <laughs> stalk her to a Jiffy Lube, and then fight a Yoma, who, well, a, yeah. a Daimon that was previously a sports car. Yeah. And is now a sexy, sexy sports a car. A super sexy <laughs> sports car. I'm, I'm so glad we're talking about this episode because <laughs> this is the episode. It's Ooh. the episode? For, for me. Oh, okay. Because this was about the time, because, you know... Uranus is my favorite. Right, uh-huh. right. So before this, I had only really like seen the manga art of Sailor oh. Uranus in my extensive, you know, Angel Fire research. Sure, sure. The, of, you know, the early internet. And uh, like, you know, previously to this, anytime that Uranus and Neptune show up, they're like silhouetted. And you don't really get to see them. Yes, yes, you're right. And so this episode. Yeah, you just like see their attacks do some damage. Yeah, so this episode, this is like the first time she appeared in all of her beautiful cross-dressing glory. Mm -hmm. And I was forever changed. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. Magic. Good time for me. It explains a lot about who yes. I became. Actually, in the notes, in the trivia notes, it says this is the first unshadowed appearance of Sailor Uranus and Sailor Neptune. So you are absolutely correct, Kelby. Yes. Shablam. Yep. I remember. Uh, I remember that day. Uh, interestingly enough, it's the this is one episode of the Cloverway dub that isn't too different because they kept the plot of yeah. Mina and Serena falling in love. Boy. Okay, but here's the thing. Haruka, to me, I'm like, all right, that could be a man's name. Sure. Amara? That, well, they don't, I don't think she introduces herself in the English dub. I mean, to be fair, I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't reveal her name. Mm. She's just like, I'll see you around. I, think I don't know. Around the, listen, the dub wiki says, then a man named Amara enters. Really? Yeah. That's wow. so stupid. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's oh, just no. like a line at the end where they're like, oh, it's a girl. Well, then we're no longer attracted well, to her because we are all heterosexual <laughs> credits. <laughs> credits. Heterosexual credits. <laughs> well, it's super weird, too, because like, I just, it's bizarre, number one, that they were like, all right, they're, they're we're going to do this whole like cousins. Yeah plot line and then like all the stuff with like Lita getting embarrassed hanging out with yeah. Amara and Michelle when like was? when like really she was like supposed to be blushing like oh oh, oh I, these attracted. are these are adult women in a relationship with yeah, each other into like it. And yeah then, like, in that episode where she's like obsessed with her with Haruka and yeah. she's always blushing when they're talking to each other and I remember a friend of mine because I made her watch Sailor Moon right right me, uh, she would be like but if if uh if she knows she's a girl and stuff, why is she getting all embarrassed? Why is uh, she blushing? Yeah. Like we, we naive little country girls, we bought into that cousins thing. For you a did while before oh, I re- before I, I found. I mean, other I, mean I I knew that it was that they weren't cousins. Yeah, because like you I, were reading the manga. I was. Yeah. But like all I had was internet photos. Yeah, but what's really oh, sad? All I had was internet photos, and I was like. Oh, that's two gay ladies. Yeah. <laughs> but what's really sad is that, like, I remember even reading the manga being like, oh, that's so cool that they kept this because I already knew about it because, mm-hmm. like, I was heavily into the internet in its early phases. <laughs> um, and even reading the manga, I was like, well, they're not going to put this on TV. Right. Like, even as a, like, 14-year-old kid, mm-hmm. I knew that, like, the war- that, like Western television was, right. like, not ready for this. Which is true, true, un- unfortunate. I mean, yes and no. I think viewers were ready for it. It's just that, like, the censors. It's the the old biddies and the yeah, people at the top yeah, yeah. who are worried about the old biddies. Will someone think of the children? Yeah, yeah. The, the all the um the church ladies of the world. They were like, oh, all those church ladies are going to yell at us for making their kids gay. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. And they changed it to cousins, and you know what? Your kids came out gay anyway. That's so true. Yep, yep. Changing it to cousins did not uh, it did nothing. See, the, do anything. The weirdest thing is, like, their their sexual power is just too strong for any dub you place on That's top. That's right. very true. Right. <laughs> also, what what was the name of the um the like mechanic guy? It was like. Oh, uh, uh, Kameda or Kameda. something like that, and his name is on the mechanic store. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like it his, his, yeah. his, it's his me- Jiffy Lube. It's yeah. his, uh, it's his personal Jiffy Lube. In the sh- in the um dub, his name was Anthony, apparently. But it's just Kameda's like on the thing. yeah, yeah. Oh, Ka- man. Kamanthony. <laughs> Kamanthony. 
this, this is Kamanthony's Jiffy Lube. Yeah. And he wants this attractive teenager to stop waxing nostalgic about race cars while his employees are trying to change the brakes on Mrs. Thompson's minivan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so basically it kind of like begins and uh, Minako and Usagi are both skipping out on study session. Well, yes, because Usagi walks into the arcade to find Minako telling Motogi a hilarious story about, <laughs> about how she's the most irresponsible cat owner on the planet. She's like, oh yeah, Artemis was eating caramel, which... You can't That's give that for cats. Can't give that to I don't cat. think she fed him the caramel. So, but Artemis he is it. very independent yes, and strong. No, no, no. If you don't know if this you don't cat know this and you think it's a normal cat. cat. Fair, fair. You think it's a, like, because Motoki like, doesn't know. For example, right. if you came home and I was like, Emma, the funniest thing happened today. <laughs> the cats opened a bag of candy and I watched them eat it and their teeth got all stuck together. It was so funny. <laughs> like, that would be horrifying. You'd be like, what is wrong with you? And <laughs> he's right, like, fair. what a humorous story, touché, middle touché. school girl. <laughs> right? But, like, somebody should have been calling, like, you know, Sarah McLaughlin on their asses. And, oh, like, my yeah. God. Like, honestly. <laughs> well, to be fair, when Usagi comes in and is mad that uh, that Minako is there, he he tells her, oh, it's okay. I told your friend that she should take a break from studying and come hang out here with me. Okay. A college-age man. That seemed extremely shady to me, that by the really way. really shady. That seemed to catch a predator shit. Yeah. It is. It's like, thank goodness Usagi walked in. Yeah, right? It's like, <laughs> oh, hey, you know, I'm just your crazy average uh, college guy hanging out with a couple of 14-year-olds, no big deal. I yeah. mean, I lured them fair, away from their friends. They're 15 at this point, but... Uh, oh, still <laughs> so much older. Way older. Although I thought I read somewhere, and who knows, because it's the internet, the internet mm. lies. I thought I read somewhere that the age of consent in Japan is 13. I don't know. Hmm. Still don't weird. Know. Still weird. Yep, still weird, no matter what. Still weird. Uh, I'm just saying maybe there's a Perhaps. Uh, yes, but then they basically go uh, to play this racing game. But the video game that they play, it's like one of those old, old racing games that you'd find at the back of like, like a pizza place. Back of the Shakies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I don't know. I sort of interpreted it as like the Fast and the Furious game. They have a Dave and Buster's, but that's just Or like just the initial me. D driving game. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It reminded me of that really pixelated one that you would play. at the <laughs> Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That and was they, like an eight bit. <laughs> yeah, and like it had a stick shift, but like who it was, who even knew how to handle that? It was nobody. next to the um, the Area Fifty One game that had the plastic yeah. guns and you shoot aliens. Though, to be fair, when I was playing Ridge Racer on the original PlayStation, I did learn to use the manual transmission, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can I drive stick shift in real life? No, no. <laughs> but uh, see, I'm the opposite. I can't play a stick shift <clears throat> game, but I can drive a car with a stick shift. Oh, see, no problem. You're yeah. surviving the zombie apocalypse, and we are not. <laughs> yeah, That's what you're that doomed. means. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm just gonna ride on my bicycle like Usagi and Minako do. The fastest bicycle in Cuba. Oh yeah. So uh, this race car gets turned into this Rob Liefeld lesbian race car driver. So you have two schoolgirls on a bicycle, one bicycle between the two of them, right. and then you have two other older schoolgirls on a motorcycle. Who do you think is going to outrun the car? Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking the motorcycle. Bicycle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I heard bicycle. Did someone oh, say bicycle? Because yes. it's bicycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, when Minako and Haru, so basically, like, Usagi and Minako play this racing game, yeah. and Usagi's really bad at it. Minako's actually really good. 
And then Haruka shows up and is like, hey, can <laughs> I play? In a Sakura pedal. Oh, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> she basically shows up, that beautiful music play. And then the soccer pedals happen, and all of a sudden, everything is watercolor. She's basically <laughs> like, ladies, <laughs> can I play a game with you? And then they both are like, yeah. A game of love. A game of love, maybe? And then, yeah, she plays the game with Monaco, but, like, sits there and lets her get a head start. She, yeah, that's not how racing that's car games work. Car she doesn't, nah. uh, so Minako takes off, and she's driving, and she's like, ha-ha, yeah. I bet I'm winning. She looks over, and Haruka's just sitting there, and she's not doing anything. And Usagi yeah. says, what are you doing? She's like, I'm letting her get a head start. And I was like, that's not how this game no, works. No, it would be one thing if it was, like, real life, and Minako yeah. was driving an actual car. Or, like, if they were playing, if they were in go-karts, and there was a track or something. Right, yeah. but... It's, there's not, you know, there's only so fast you can go in a video game. Exactly. And yet Haruka seems to just defy uh, all less. You are a gorgeous cross-dressing Haruka, in which case the game is like, how many millions of miles yeah. do you want to go really fast? <laughs> yeah. Anything for you. Yeah. <laughs> doop, doop, I also, you won. Yeah, I also forget that in the 90s anime, like, Haruka and Michiru are just, like, popular girls. Oh, you know, yeah. they're not famous. Oh, yeah, they don't have careers, really. No, they, yeah, they don't ever talk about, yeah, like, weird. them being super famous. Because, like, we were just yeah. watching the the Mew, the new Muse for Kelby's birthday. And, like, yeah, in, in Nouveau Voyage, they change Haruka to be a, like, J-rock yeah. star. Uh, but, like, she's still, like, super famous. And right. then, like, there's a scene later where... Uh, you know, they're in the Mugen Academy and she's like, oh yeah, that violin you heard playing earlier was like this babe right here, Michiru. And they're like, oh my God, the, the world famous violinist, violinist slash genius. Because <laughs> everybody knows the names of famous local violinists when they're in middle school. Listen, um, I feel like she's like internationally famous. Yeah, I think so. Name she's like one teenage violinist. <laughs> Lindsay Sterling. Well, right, one of us. <laughs> one of us would recognize Michiru in a crowd. <laughs> Listen, it's Juban. It's a much smaller yeah. world. <laughs> Everybody's also aware of like the local like smooth jazz That's performers. So, so I, I mean, violins I a little it. closer to what a kid would yeah, listen I buy to. It. Anyway. Well, because like in even in the '90s anime, it's like there's a scene where they go to a concert of a famous violinist, not, not Michiru's Michiru. violin yeah. concert. In some ways, I almost feel like the way they portray them in the '90s anime is slightly more realistic. Yeah, but they're just like local cool kids. Yeah. They're yeah, just yeah. like local cool kids. Look at those kids. They're so cool. And like even Haruka being at the shop, she's not like, yep, that's my car. I've got a race. She's like, I used to want to be a race car yeah, driver. Yeah. Now oh, I just want to murder cars. a child. Now <laughs> I have a new mission. It's something that I'm looking forward to being the only one that can do it. <laughs> and you're like, we're talking about a murder. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to murder a preteen. Yeah, that's the plan. And they both they both have like a moment of like, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love too, like that both of them have their moments where they enter and it's just like flower petals and all of a sudden oh, yeah, yeah. full watercolor. Yeah, because when Haruka beats uh, Minako at the game, that's when Michiru comes in and is like, are you flirting again? Aha, hair Who's the poor new employee that has to constantly sweep up all of these petals? Oh, man, I feel bad for him. He's like, God damn it, those hot lesbians are not allowed in this arcade. Hey, they clogged up the skee-ball machine again. You're going to get your hands in there and pull out all the petals. God 
damn it, no more lesbians. Yes. And then they and then they like leave as soon as they come in, and I'm like, do you think he finished sweeping up and is like, finally? And they're like, dude, and they leave, and there's more, and he's like, no. I didn't even have time to put the broom away. Like in Coming to America, when when the royal family leaves the barber shop, and then barber's like, who's gonna clean all this shit up? This is a great sketch that I want to write, that I just want to make. This is gonna be yeah, like and Michiru entering establishments and just like actual flower petals falling everywhere. Oh, speaking of establishments, immediately after they leave that arcade, they go to that Starbucks that they live at. Oh my god, the fairy tale cafe. The fairy tale. No, once about a time cafe. Oh, sorry, fairy tale Starbucks. So for for those of you who are are tuning in now and haven't listened to our back episodes, which shame on you, by the way, um, we had a whole running joke about how Haruka and Michiru were secretly homeless and just lived in this cafe. But like now I'm starting to believe it's true. I think it's true because in the 90s anyway. From the get-go, the first time we meet them, we see them at this cafe. And then they bring um that's an with Yeah, them they next do. Time. They bring her into it in uh, the in Super S movie. In the, in the S movie, movie. yeah. They live here. They do. I forgot they're not in, they're No, they are in the Super S yeah, movie. Yeah, they just show up randomly. Randomly. Yeah, for no reason. Right. And then you're like, why weren't they in the series? Yeah. Right. Right. Cuz Chibi also needed more screen time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, like this is the beginning. This is the origin is story of, of the Starbucks. This is living. the first time you see them in living color. This is the first time you see them in their home. <laughs> the Starbucks. Oh, speaking of, I love that their logic for why the two of them were not together is that they went separate directions. Oh, yeah. Oh, and she's like, oh, that's not yeah. her girl. That's yeah, Minako and Isagi basically see the two of them walking together. They stop at like an intersection and go separate ways. And then Minako's like, yep, definitely not a couple. <laughs> like, couples spend 24-7 right? together. So you mean my neighbors across the street when mm. Sam and I leave to go to our separate like, jobs in the morning? They've got a divorce. Like, you guys are clearly uh, not, not married. Not actually married. We thought they were married, but they're not going together in a direction all the time. Yep. <laughs> Therefore, they are not really married. Fair game. Yeah, because it's like Haruka and Michiru do live together, too. So yeah. it's like... Yeah, in uh... that cafe, they hide under the table. <laughs> and, and uh... No, they live in their sweet condo. Up. Not in this version. <laughs> do we ever see the condo in the 90s? We see. I assumed in... the aquarium was part of their condo. We do. I'll tell you, we do see them oh. in their home because Michiru comes back from the pool and puts her hand on Haruka's yes. thigh. Oh, and right. in the dub, they're having a conversation That's about right. being like cousins. Like, I'm here for you because I want you to know that I support you as my relative. But they're like, they have their like hands on each other's thighs and they're blushing and it's so inappropriate. You're right, I forgot. And then the helicopter picks them up too at one point. When they go to fight. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 The so helicopter lands like on their maybe balcony. Maybe they just had like, a really bad like bed bug problem and okay. they were like we could find a hotel or we could live in this coffee shop let's live in the coffee shop it's way more like what is it hipster hipster chic <laughs> Home, what is it boho chic yeah <laughs> I'm now just hobo in, chic yeah, there it is I'm just now envisioning them like in there drinking cold brew in plaid shirts oh <laughs> man well yeah oh, they, they both but they, great no, but they do already cause Plaid is part of their school uniform. That's true. You're right. Yep. They're already there. Oh, man. man. Does the school uniform come in a flannel option for the winter months? Because oh we're God. super into plaid. <laughs> yes. Yes. My God. Yep. But, but Haruka goes to that car shop yeah. to harass the yeah, guy who owns she, it. Okay. Was he working on anything that she owned? Or she was just like there to be like... <laughs> Achieve your dreams. I mean, I feel like, I feel like this is just a normal thing now. And he's like, oh, hey, that weird high school kid's mm-hmm. here to watch hey, me work on the race car. What are you? 
What are you fixing gonna, on this car? All right, car? here, listen. If you're going to come what around. What is that? Listen. Is that an, what's in that If you're going to come around to the yeah. shop, you don't get to be this close. Can you I, have to go stand against that wall the name, over there. What's the name of that wrench that you're using? Oh, my using? God. Did I tell you my hopes and dreams because I wanted to be a race car driver? <laughs> hey, what's that? But Is that a carburetor? She literally does end up standing against the wall, though. So I like to think that he was all like, that's your line. You don't get to cross that line. You can stay here as long as you want, yeah, but you got to stay over you there. You got to stay over there. I got work to do. <laughs> Listen. You either work here or you stand over there. <laughs> Mrs. Wilson's coming to get her car in an hour. <laughs> I can't have you in the way. She's already enough of a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't entirely sure why she was there. But she explained. Well, she acted like she knew him. Oh, and he. Yeah, she, yeah. They seem to know each yeah, other. They definitely knew each other. She said that he worked with yeah, like Kameda. the greatest race car drivers. Right. So I'm thinking maybe he was well, part no, no, of her no. He pit. aspired to work with the great race car drivers. Was oh, what okay. I got out of that so conversation. So then maybe he was part of her pit crew back when she did race. I think it was. I don't know if it was like uh, she like brought her motorcycle there to be fixed once and like heard about this guy's dream and it like made her nostalgic for her racing. Because I'm maybe. under the impression that this guy is definitely just like a regular mechanic with like big dreams of working Formula One. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Like, that, that's probably more true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seemed to me like she was just hanging out. Like yeah, he well, wasn't, I wasn't under the impression that that car that got turned into a diamond was her car. No, no, it's not her car. It was yeah. just like a car. It's a car. Well, if it was her car, she would have just left it at the end of the episode. Exactly. <laughs> You're right. Oh, jeez. so bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, she, yeah, yeah, that's not her car. No. She and just l- hangs out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's when she finds the two girls have been right. And Minako her. and Usagi have basically stalked her there uh, yeah. because they come. She calls them little kittens, and one yeah. of them like meows, and mm. it made me uncomfortable. Yeah. She was like, "Yes, Daddy, meow." <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and she said it in such a way like I I knew the kitten thing happened a little bit in yeah. the '90s anime, but like I had. As I say, like, I'd sort of forgot about it. And she said it in such a way that I was like, there's cats in this scene? Uh, <laughs> why are they in there? There's cars in this shot. <laughs> That's a hazard. Oh, my God. Kittens. Oh, it's just girls. Oh, girls. Girls yeah. being called kittens. Yeah, she's all like, oh, you little kittens following me. And one of them goes, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh ew, God. ew. No, bitch. No. <laughs> Minako is like into it. She's though. thirsty. She's yeah. so thirsty. She's for thirsty AF. Like it's insane. Well, and I love that throughout the whole episode, Usagi's like, Minako's giving me a really hard time. I'm like, no, she's actually behaving exactly the same way she always does towards yes. you. But for some reason, you've decided to provide this commentary. Yes. Uh, and and Minako does point out, she's like, Usagi, you have a boyfriend. She and Usagi's like, I know. I could have more than one. Yes. <laughs> also, well, I've already seen her dreams of polyamory. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Motiki and, and tuxedo mask. Wait, yeah. Hold up. Do you think in the 30th century in Crystal Tokyo, <gasps> like she was like, I've got a new idea. Uh, what if I just had a harem of husbands? Oh, my God. And and uh, Tuxedo Mask was like, fine, but I get a purple suit. She's like, <laughs> deal. deal. <laughs> you let me wear that purple suit that you hate, and I'll let you have your, your, your harem. harem of well, babes. Okay, so now I'm thinking in, like, in, uh, isn't it Nouveau Voyage? Because we were just watching yesterday that, yeah. like, like Chibi Yusa says something almost to that effect, like, 
oh, there's mom having an affair, like she does all the time. Oh, but, yeah, when they find her talking to yeah. Haruka. When they find her talking to Haruka, she's like, oh, hey, this is just <laughs> like you, cheating, cheating. She's like, what? what? I'm not cheating? She's got so many stories that you a child adulteress. should not have. Yeah. yeah, she calls her an adulteress. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, now I'm thinking. Ooh, the 30th century, real sexy. Oh, <laughs> I want there to be a soap opera about that 30th century. I know. <laughs> It'd be like one of your dumb palace drops. That you're always watching. Oh, the love, yes. I love my palace. She dramas. does love her palace dramas. <laughs> They're getting so good. Oh, so I would definitely watch a 30th century yeah. palace drama. Oh, I would. Crystal to- Tales mm. of Crystal Tokyo. Yep. Definitely would watch a 30th century palace drama. Would definitely watch a Silver Millennium palace oh, drama. Yeah. I think uh, I think we can also agree that when Haruka is just flirting, just toying with Minako and Usagi's hearts. I know. Uh, and uh, Michiru walks up. It's obvious this is just a game they play. Oh, yeah. I know, because no. she's like, no, we're not in a relationship. A wink. And then Michiru shows up and he's like, oh, then I guess I just need to take these snacks back home then. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're, to- they're flirting using Minako and Usagi. That's like how they keep things spicy in their relationship. They're going to bone so much when they go back (laughs) home at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Am I not blonde enough? And she's going to be like, you stop it, you naughty girl. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope there's also a reverse where Haruka comes home. And like, you know that scene in Cruel Intentions where um, uh, some of Lair's getting the the cello lesson? (gasps) Oh, yeah. And and it's uh, they're just sitting like provocatively like close together. Together. Um, I hope that Mitra just lines it up so she's like having a violin like duet with someone like oh, in the house in a provocative oh pose my and it's like oh Haruka I'm just working on this new piece and Haruka's like I bet you are <laughs> oh man I need fan art of it yep. immediately yep. I'm super into it but I also just want it to be the guy from uh, Cruel Intentions what's oh. that actor's name Oh, the really—he's really handsome. The handsome man, oh, the handsome black man uh, from Save the Last yeah. Dance, and he was—he yes. was also in Oh, which was that modern take on. Oh, oh that's right, he's Othello. No, he wasn't Othello. That's Makai. That's Mackay oh, Mackay Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. But the... that guy was in it as like one of the other characters. Yeah. He's not Cassio though, because that's... No. no, I can't remember what part he played, but he Neither was in it. But he was in Save the Last Dance. He's also in Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, as, Sean Patrick as, Thomas as like the cameo. Sean Patrick Thomas. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah, I want it to be. Uh, uh, Mitchell just invites Sean Patrick. Thomas over and gives him a sexy and violin like, and he's like oh my god a violin lesson with senpai and she gives him a sexy lesson and then he leaves and he's like what just happened <laughs> that'd be beautiful yeah I'm into it I like uh, it yeah I like, I like that idea but, a lot yep but yeah they're totally using teenage girls to like flirt with each other they definitely are uh yes and in in the midst of all of this What's the beaker budget like at Mugen Academy? I don't, because yeah, every time we make a diamond, we bust a beaker. Yeah. And I'm Why so, don't we get bigger beakers? We right. should get bigger or just get a crock pot. Right, or just like a nice Dutch oven. Something. Mm-hmm. Because we we can't keep get yourself like this. Get yourself one of those like indestructible like Tupperware yeah. pitchers like it's you make Crystal Light in. Yeah, safe. and then your mom keeps it for 25 years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's also not safe, though. Like, there's, there's like... You know, stuff all over. It breaks, and then it's messy. The, the fluid is everywhere. Yeah, like yeah. That's, who's cleaning that place? That's like up? a hazard. That's a hazard. Like that's those a slip few, and fall those, hazard. Yeah, it's a slip and fall hazard. It's a yeah. burn hazard. 
It's like the only job the Witches Five have right now since they're like just to not clean up yeah, all the exactly, mess. Just clean up all the mess. <laughs> yeah, because Cal and I still around. Do you think there's a training video on like workplace safety while cleaning <laughs> up exploded beakers? Yeah. Yes. They're like, now that you're working as uh-huh. one of the Witches Five, remember this three-step process. One, don't step on the broken beakers. <laughs> Two, put up the the cones and so nobody like, slips um, in the weird plasma. And it's like uh, those like infomercial kind of like informational videos that Disney would do with like Goofy or oh yeah like before a ride yeah or yeah yes. exactly uh-huh. but it's all just like Mehmet like just doing dumb shit <laughs> like don't let this happen oh whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> slip and fall beakers are not cheap right no. like beakers are pretty expensive scientists who listen to the show please yes, yeah. let us know how much beakers cost I feel like maybe they're really not that expensive because I, I feel like that we had many of them in my school when I was in chemistry and my school was not rich. But when we were in chemistry, we were not handling crazy material. Oh, you mean you weren't hatching diamond eggs? That's like no. what we were doing. Emma, Emma went to a really good school. <laughs> this is a, listen, this is a really good school. Wait, hold the fuck up. Are you admitting to attending Mugen Academy? <gasps> Emma. I wish. It's located in Connecticut <laughs> this whole time. Yep. I go to the Connecticut branch of the Mugen <laughs> Academy. <laughs> a lot of kids come in from New York the to go there. Part, it's the, kind of a big deal. The sad part is, is that like it would fit right in. You know what oh, I mean? No. Like, it would be like It's like totally Connecticut prep school. <laughs> what is your daughter doing? Oh, she's training a pony for a show. What is your daughter doing? Oh, she's hatching diamond. Oh, oh yes. I've been meaning to get my little Tony into that sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Professor Tomoe and Kalanite like are wasting beakers. They're wasting yes. beakers. They send a diamond egg out into the universe and it implants itself in a steering wheel yep. and turns into a diamond hey, naturally named Steering. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and she's like. Super long-legged. She looks like a Rob Liefeld character. She looks character. like a Rob Liefeld character. But, but mm-hmm. this artist knew how to draw feet. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. She had better feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and hands. And fewer pouches in her clothing. Oh, it's true. Oh, babies, if you have not oh. Googled Rob Liefeld. Yeah. Oh. Listen, you're going to have a good time. Children, I want to talk to you for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did make... Deadpool. He did. He did make Deadpool. He did. We that know. Is, we know he did. And you know what? That that was a good that was a good thing he did. He also made Cable mm-hmm. um, from the X-Men. And yep. that, that was great. Also too. a good thing. But let me tell you. You know what he never knew existed? <laughs> he never knew that hip feet, to waist ratios. Yep. And feet. I was and gonna say hands. anatomy books. <laughs> yes. And, and the way that like spines work. And yeah. um he needs to know what he did. Yeah. Just because he did two cool things yeah. doesn't mean that he's like the greatest ever. He needs to know what he did. I I'll want you to Google Rob Liefeld, Captain America. Oh. Google that. Yeah. And then look at this race car and you'll be like, actually, she turned out pretty she okay. She turned out great. Yeah. She's got feet. <laughs> yeah. Robbie actually texted me that Captain America one time because he was like, he's like, come see Deadpool with us. And I was like, I'm at a convention i'm seeing deadpool with rob liefeld <laughs> and robbie was like oh okay that's cool and he just proceeded to text me a barrage of rob liefeld's art <laughs> how does oh, he have a career the thing, is, the you thing know, is is that like rob has a sense of humor about it like uh, well, that's about knows. how bad he is oh he knows oh, good, yeah. but he sucks you know what else i have to thank him for which really makes me upset i have to thank him for ricky barnes who was like my favorite character in the marvel uh, universe womp, womp. god damn it 
Damn you, Liefeld. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, it's really convenient that this car happened to transform in a space where a mechanic just happened to hold still long oh, yeah. enough to be captured. That's very true. That is true. But it's very uh, S&M. Oh, very bondage yes. Because yes. she, yeah, she uses like tire jacks to like, she says she's going to jack mm-hmm. him up. Yeah, yeah. she does. Or she, she says jack it she says, up. She says jack up. Yeah, jack up. And yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, she uses, she uses all like, uh, you know. Car lingo. Car lingo, exactly. But she still suspends him in the air with his appendages completely spread eagled. Yeah. yeah. And then proceeds to rip his heart from his body. Fifty yeah. Shades of Sailor Moon. Heyo. Uh, so true. Curl. Um, yeah. So, uh. As you guys know, Kuni Kahara was the like director overall for this yes. season, and I mean he had a hand in all of the episodes. But he, I know this will shock you, is the sole director on this, oh, this episode. Particular episode. Oh, Wait, you uh, mean with lesbian cars? Yeah, Kuni Kahara. Wait, yeah. hold on, don't say <laughs> a person that's also a car. This cannot be the same person who did Revolution and Girl. Nah. There is no way because in order for that to be true, there would have to be. Lesbians and also people that turn into oh oh wait and rose petals and oh shit oh, oh shit mm, there Damn it is it. Yep. there it is yep and inexplicably long uh, roadways mm-hmm. that people just zoom around on oh yep. I know with no yep. other company when that when that diamond takes the heart crystal it like jumps into the L A River and takes off <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's some Terminator yeah. two shenanigans that is some Terminator yeah. two shit uh, children for those of you who have never been to L A the L A River it's not not a, a real river. There's no river in it's that. just this giant cement ditch that sometimes collects water when it rains yeah and uh, if you've seen Terminator two they ride a motorcycle down it in a semi truck. It's great. And they actually really did that. <laughs> that scene's actually really great. That scene is yep. a practical scene. They yep. they it's drove down so the LA River. But but that's where the Daimon escapes is in this weird cement yeah. ditch. Yeah. For miles and miles, this is a never ending cement ditch. Yeah. I did think too that like after Uranus and Neptune showed up and you know like deep submerged it into almost death, and then Usagi finishes the job with Moon Spiral Heart Attack. I I did feel like. When it trans, when steering like turned back into the sports car. Oh, yeah. That looked a lot like the last sort of like sequence in uh, Adolescence of Utena, yeah, also. Like, there the was movie. just something about it yeah. that was really reminiscent. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's, it's, it's a female body that is literally a car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Which, was, you know, I love the show. I love Utena, the series. I do too. So good. And the movie is not horrible. The movie's fantastic. Don't like help me tell you otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> the, the movie's it's fun. It, it, it's it's super weird. It's weirder than the show ever was. It is definitely weirder than the it's show. It's weirder was, than the show it ever always was. Always makes me cry. It's so pretty, but that that car bit really freaks me out. Really, where Utena turn, straight up turns into a car, but then her and Anthony are like naked on the axle of the car, like holding hands. Yeah, because like, they broke free of the ca- actual car. No, I know. Like but you the, are the car. You but, are the key to your freedom. But the way that it's animated is so weird. <laughs> It's a beautiful message overall, but like the visual is really strange. Yeah. Spoilers, guys. If you haven't seen Adolescence of Utano, uh, she turns into a car. Like and literally, literally, she turns she, into a race and car. then they spoon in a weird motorcycle construction yeah. and zoom away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they make out too. They do, yeah. which yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, but like the car that Utano turns into is like Barbie sex dungeon pink with like 
horses for headlights. It's a weird car. I want want that car. car. I know. I was like, that's my dream car. I drive that car around. (laughs) Well, then we need to find you a hot lesbian who can transform into into that car. Beautiful car. Oh, you know who I wish was still around to complete this is when we have this this car character, we need one of the Shitano to sit on the hood with his shirt open. Oh, my God. And complete the Utena reference. (laughs) Get some end of the world. Yes. Yep. In. Beautiful. (laughs) Give me Kunzite on the front of that car with no shirt and I'm sold. (laughs) Um, So here's my question. So Haruka is a big fan of this auto shop. She's a big fan of the guy who works there. Probably Mm -hmm. wants him to continue to have a trade. Right. Mm. What does she do when they defeat the Yoma and the car becomes a car again? Does she drive it back to the shop? No. She just rides off into the distance. She just leaves the car there and is like deuces out. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't even take the heart crystal back herself. No, she gives it to Usagi. She throws it at Usagi. Yeah, she's She's like, Make sure this. that gets back. This. Yeah, make sure that gets back to where it needs to go. And I just, just imagine Sorry, like standing there with this car, being like, "I don't have a driver's license. <laughs> I haven't even taken driver's ed. Can I, can I put this heart crystal in the glove compartment <laughs> and just it'll get back to him? <laughs> like, and it's not like that car is like." You could just call a tow truck to come get it. No. It's that, in the, no, it's, the it's LA also, River. It's vertical. Also, I'd like to point out, most of the time when we have these diamond battles and a person has had their heart crystal ripped out of them, that battles happen in the vicinity of where that person is. Yeah, we are But in this episode, he's been like suspended up in the air and had his heart crystal ripped out. And so basically his corpse is just like <laughs> chilling. Like, so when, like like twelve feet. Yeah. Late. So when the local soccer mom and little Billy come to pick uh, up who the car, is it? Mrs. Wilson, this is what Mrs. Wilson. Mrs. Mrs. Wilson. Wilson and little Billy are like, "Hi, we're here to pick up." <laughs> Honestly, this is Juban. This is not out of the ordinary. That's true. That's true. We are walking in on unconscious <clears throat> slash dead people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I assume that car made it back there somehow. How is it still staying like? Vertical I don't know. though, I don't it's know. just suspended. I was waiting for it to fall over. Me yeah. too. That would have been cool. No, nah, but, but it it's doesn't. just like the cars popping up in the dueling arena. Yes, it is. The... And so it like yeah. this episode, you definitely start to see. This was like the precursor to yeah. Revolutionary Girl. You're seeing it. Oh god! <laughs> like Kunihiko Ikuhara made this episode and was like, "Yes, I'm going to make this." But like this car thing is the whole damn show. <laughs> no, you need one more idea. Fine, swords. <laughs> it's mostly this and also and swords. also swords. Yes, yes. When like separately, both at the same time. At the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, my lesbians will be ultra lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, and then in the end of the episode, they all go to the arcade and. Like there's some weird plot line where Ray is having an allergy attack and they're studying. Yeah, I and don't know why. I was like, I was like, oh, I kept waiting for that sick? to pay off. No, it didn't pay off. She no. just was like, was sneezing for a scene. And they were like, that might be allergies. Right. And, and then, then it's, they don't mention it. Well, it was it. funny too because like, uh, one of them, I think it was Ray, said something about like, oh yeah, it was Ray. She's like. Ugh. I'm sure that Minako and Usagi are slacking off and they like chased after some cute boy. And Ami's like, no, that would never happen. And then they're like, I accept it always it happens. Always happens. But then at the end of the episode, Haruka shows up and Ray and Makoto are all about her too. Oh, like, yeah. They're like, ooh, a cute boy, where? Yeah. 
But uh, uh, apparently it's super obvious that she's female now because she's not, not wearing, wearing a, a jacket. tie and a jacket. And they're like, yeah. where's this hot guy? He's right here. What? That's a girl. And I'm like, that's the same damn person. Yeah. But the way they animated her before that, that way more masculine. she's drawn way more yeah. masculine. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. And uh, according to some of my research, apparently in, I think, the Spanish language dub, uh, the actress who plays Sailor Uranus, like... When she was being Haruka before they knew Haruka was a boy, used like a super different voice and had like a much more feminine voice for Sailor Uranus. And then when they were like, oh, wait, you're a girl, she like sounded more like Sailor Uranus. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the best. I remember very vividly the first time I saw this episode. And she was like, oh, I don't remember saying anything about being a boy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because they don't. That changed my world. They don't have that whole like. Haruka is sort of gender fluid thing. and Like in the 90s yeah. anime, like she is a girl. Yeah. She's just like a super yeah. butch girl. Yeah. yeah in, in the manga and in Crystal, she straight up has conversations with Usagi where she's like, is gender important? Yeah. Like she doesn't see herself as either. 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 Yeah. She's, and yet she's neither. She sees and herself she's both. as both. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I mean, 100% like uh anatomically speaking yeah biologically she's a girl girl. yeah but i think she's she's gender fluid yeah yeah but in the 90s she was just like a butch lady who thought it was really fun to like mess with school girls which actually i think is great actually that kind of making making all those tweens question their sexuality that's actually all i ever wanted yeah as i was going into my adolescence i was like this is what i'm supposed to be well and i do like (laughs) i wasn't very good at it like like, she definitely is kind of just like a a a more masculine uh, inclined lesbian yeah who's who is messing with young girls but like they know that she's a girl now and yet still like a few episodes yeah Yeah. and a few episodes down the line it's like yeah there's the scene where they all go to that like ball because Mamaru's friends with a guy that speaks English in his apartment building or something like that oh yeah and um, that means you get to go to a fancy ball apparently and uh, they all want Haruka to dance with them and yeah oh they're all hot they still have the episode later than this one where like Makoto's all about Haruka so it's like yeah they're all learning yeah. just how much they can't resist. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen her? Yep. Hello. I'd, yep. I'd like to see more. Yep. Hey. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Same. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Delightful but, character. But yeah, in the, and I mean, and again, it's like Haruka is not really, doesn't really see herself as a boy or a girl in the manga and in Crystal, but like at the same time, it it's it takes everyone a lot longer to figure out that like she is a girl at all you know yeah. what i mean because like in the manga they're like they really think she's a boy for like a lot longer than this and then eventually usagi like has a meltdown and she's like i'm pretty sure you're sailor uranus are you a boy are oh, you yeah. a girl what's going on do you think they just were too chicken to like take that leap and put that all on air on like TV. they were like you mm-hmm. can have that joke but it can mm-hmm. only last 20 minutes maybe and then maybe. you have to establish that she's they a girl they had a lot of weird like like was it like a weird yeah. hang up where they weren't willing they were like this can this can be a bit joke for an episode yeah. but after like, that you're taking it I don't too know. far I mean this is this is the thing that's interesting is because I you know and it's something that um we've, we've talked about on the show and we talk about on our panel at conventions that like this the 90s anime was skewed to appeal to a broader audience and yeah. most of the animators at Toei were well actually all of the animators at yeah, Toei were men were um so it has definitely a more masculine gaze on it and i think that you know if if you continue with the joke 
for a male audience, it becomes this weird fantasy, but like gross fantasy. Yeah, you know what I mean? I Whereas like continuing it on in the manga, which was definitely aimed at young women, mm -hmm. it kind of plays to that like discovering your sexuality and you right. know do you know what i mean by no, that i know what you mean yeah because society because society sadly mm. uh, conditions boys to think that any girl yeah is kind of up for grabs for them right even if they're not sexually attracted yeah well to i mean them. and and it's like it's like the difference i think between like and and this is not universally true it's just the stereotype of like dudes being into like lesbian yeah. pornography and like women being into like gay kind of pornography yeah. uh or, or just any sort of like gay love stories what have mm -hmm. you i mean that that like male male relationships are very very common in stories for women in yeah. japan because it's like teaching girls about sex with no girls being involved right it's so it's very non-threatening um whereas yeah whereas i and i think that i mean in the U.S., I think there's more of a stereotype of, like, the, the like, weird girl who lives in the basement and wears glasses and has cats and oh, watches yeah, gay porn. Right. <laughs> but, you uh, mean Emily Perkins' character from Supernatural? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, uh, but I think, I mean, certainly um, in Japan that it's so much more normal and part of, like, mm -hmm. women's fiction. Yeah, and as a as a kid... As a well, not a kid, kid like as, right. a, as a young teenager who was discovering all those things. Yeah, uh, I definitely Shonen I was definitely a big thing. Yeah, same, for me, same. Which uh, I actually have a very smutty manga on that shelf Ooh. over there that I can show you later. <laughs> Bought it in high school. Not um, you, listeners. Not you, listeners. <laughs> it is not safe for work. <laughs> um, but like it, it's true though. It's it's a it's a non-threatening yeah like love story and also girl girl sexuality is so internal yeah even on a biological level yeah and, and literally the, like male sexuality is very visual yeah because everything's on the outside yeah so you know it, it, it's just an easier way to like yeah explore yeah it. which is why I think you know women tend to be and again like I'm just generalizing I don't think this is universally true but Probably that like not. women yeah. are more into like erotic like novels and yeah. things rather than like straight up like blatantly Video. visual yeah. pornography yeah, yeah yeah i read i definitely read way more like smutty fan fiction oh yeah than i yep. watched yep read smutty wrote anime, the whole know? deal yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of it was fruits basket related actually mm. i grew up mormon <laughs> i grew up mormon I didn't see any smut. <laughs> the closest we got was one of your friends would be like, I stole this Harlequin romance novel from my mom's yes! house. Let's go read it behind the house and like laugh about how weird it sounds. <laughs> and look yeah. at those colors. I don't know what a downy thicket is, but it sounds gross. Uh, <laughs> what? Were these like 70s? Uh, it was like, like 80s, like those 80s uh, uh, Fabio oh God. covers. Oh my God. Yes. Oh God, yes. I love those book covers. But we didn't yeah. have any visual smut. <laughs> Because uh, nobody had it. Right, of course. Uh, so you had to like use your imagination and everything <laughs> you came up with sounded yeah. and looked so weird. You were like, that cannot possibly be right. Yeah. It was so funny. Like, read the time I started reading fan fiction pretty heavily was also the time I started reading Anne Rice. <laughs> Same. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, so just talking about how, you know, sort of the, the difference between uh, fiction that's 
aimed at women specifically and that's aimed at sort of a, a broader audience. Uh, well, I think you were right it? earlier about the whole gaze thing too, of um, like the male gaze versus, oh, as I punched the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole, it's like the male gaze versus female gaze. And I feel like when you mark it. I heard, it, no, I heard the gaze. gaze thing. <laughs> Sorry, the English is coming through. G-A-Z-E, gaze, male gaze. <laughs> yes. For yes. those of you who don't know, it's when you film something to appeal to like, yeah. uh, a male audience. Right. Um, and yeah. I, I feel like because the 90s anime was supposed to be more of like, oh, we're going to try to do something more neutral, that they just uh, mm. tr- wrote out the more complex stuff mm-hmm. to like yeah. create like a lowest common denominator. I think yeah. that's, that's accurate. Which is dumb. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And I mean, I, I we got a, uh, an email a while back that I've been meaning to respond to for a while. And I don't know if it just like auto-generated a, hey, remember I sent you this email kind of thing? Because I got like another, we got like another email and there was no content in it. But I was like, you know what? I've been meaning to uh, address that email uh, from Lex who discovered our podcast uh listening to Sailor Business oh, and thank um you, Sailor Business. Yeah, and uh and and basically brought Sailor up uh, very much that same idea that you know the 90s anime was it was supposed to be kind of a broader appeal yeah. than the manga and Crystal and basically says that like he really enjoys the 90s anime as a completely separate entity but agrees that it is a poor adaptation. Yeah. Of the source material. Correct. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it was, you know, I, I initially read it and was like, it was like, how dare you? <laughs> because I thought it was like saying shitty stuff about the manga and Crystal being like, that's for girls. <laughs> um, but upon rereading it, I yes. was like, no, 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 this is very, this is a very intelligent email. Yeah. Um and uh, Emma thinks you smart. I do. I think I think you're very smart. Um and and basically was like, you know, it was that it it was aimed at a much younger audience yeah. and that, you know, you've got, it, it It was very much just meant to be that Super Sentai model and that, mm-hmm. like, um, the Moonlight Knight is a direct reference to one of the first Japanese TV superheroes, Moonlight Mask. Um, yeah, the, so basically, the you know, the 90s anime was sort of meant to have this broader appeal. Sure. Uh, All the boys and girls. All the, yeah, 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 I guess. Uh, I don't know. Maybe more. Mostly yeah. the boys. Mostly, maybe <laughs> mostly the boys. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but he does follow up uh, with a couple of questions uh, for us. I mean, this is the thing. I am assuming, Alex, that you are a boy. That's if you true, are not, it's a very gender I, neutral name. Yeah, I just realized Sorry. that. And apparently goes by Lex. So that if you're help. I know. not a boy. There's a, there's a boy character in that horrible New Zealand soap opera I like that goes by Lex. Yeah. That doesn't Let help. Us- let us know if we're incorrect. So anyway, but uh, a couple of uh, interesting questions. Uh, number one is, what is one thing you think each version of the Sailor Moon series, the manga, the 90s anime, PGSM, crystals, the musicals, etc., unironically did better than all other versions? Ooh. Whoa. I know. Interesting. Yeah. Like we have to pick one for each? One yeah. for each. Well. Mm. Shit. Um, I think the manga was the best at <laughs> this is tough. I'm gonna say something really weird about the manga right now. Is it gonna be I, about the sex? Yeah. Cause I was just thinking about that too. I was like, I think the manga did the sex best. Yeah. Um I think that the nineties anime had great transformation music for Uranus and Neptune. <laughs> yes. Yes, it did. Um, I think Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon did the best job of um, 
adding more characterization for all of the inner senshi. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Crystal has the best fight scenes. Yes. And I think that the musicals, specifically the new muse, do the best job at maintaining the tone of the manga and the intention of the manga while still adding some of that humor and characterization from the 90s anime. Like, I think it does a really, really good job uh, creating very uh, vivid individual characters in a very short period of time. Yes. Okay. I can't speak for the manga because I haven't uh, read most of it. I will say that it's the only version I know of where uh, a Yoma tells a girl that her mother's dead in the basement of starvation, which was hilarious to me. Uh, 90s, I would say, hmm. (laughs) Oh, that's so tough. I mean, I guess it was just, it was the first one. I feel like uh, the theme songs, I'm going to say the American themes. Ah, yes. I mean, the dub. The English pop song. The dub specifically, the songs. I love that opening song. I love the transformation music. I'll say, uh, yeah, music for the 90s, specifically the dub music. For Oh, yeah, and the background tracks were great, too. Yeah. Yeah. For Crystal, I'm going to say the fight sequences, but specifically the powers, like how the powers hit and the way people tag team attacks. Yeah. Like when people would would combine their attacks to do something. I love that shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I would say, uh, hands down, for Pretty Guardian... It it's the additional storylines, mm-hmm. specifically Dark Mercury and Princess Sailor Moon. Yeah. And Dead. what about the muse? Oh, the muse. Uh all the ladies instead of dudes. <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah. That's specifically the new muse. We're not as into the old ones as no. we are the new ones. No. I, I wanted to add an addendum to my muse oh, thing. Yes. Uh which is I think that the muse handle the um Senshi Shitono romance better than any oh, other yeah. versions. Oh yeah, Ami Zoisite. Yeah, there you go. That's what I. That's one of my faves about the muse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the '90s. Oh, sorry, no, the manga. I'm still, you know, new to the manga because I'm, I'm about to embark on the dream, the dream arc. arc. Oh my god, it's so good for the first time ever. Oh, it's so good. Um, I've been rereading it. So I don't know if I can really say what the manga does best. I mean, it's obviously it's the source material. Yeah. So it sets a precedent for everything. Um. The 90s, I'm going to go with pop songs. <laughs> yeah, pop songs. going to go with pop songs and background music. But also, yeah. it's the first... This is where we get all the <clears throat> transformation scenes that we... Sequences yeah, that we right, love so much. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And and they very much are the inspiration for what we see in Crystal, so... Exactly. Yeah. So, transform... And I could watch transformation sequences all day. Yeah, yo. Because I love them. Uh, PGSM. I mean, we've all said it, it's the expansion of stuff, but what I like specifically as far as the expansion of certain things is... um. The Mamoru Usagi relationship. Mm. Just because you see how tragic and how emotional it is without it being yeah. like this abusive thing. No, like not at all. Yeah, again, it's like I think they just do a really good job of expanding on these characters yeah. and adding storylines that enrich their personalities rather than, even though there absolutely is kind of a monster of the week. It's very Super Sentai. Oh, sure. Um, but the monster's just kind of also there, you know what I mean? Like the monster's not the plot. Yeah. In the additional material doesn't it adds, it doesn't distract. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And also um so, lesbian Mars and Venus. <laughs> oh, that's Duh. a good one. And then for the muse, uh, you know, basically like we've said uh, everything else about the muse, but all specifically for me, tuxedo mask. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's so good. She's super good, man. Uh, and then the second question is, uh, have any of you ever created your own original Sailor Moon characters? Like way, way back in the day yeah, before I realized... Before I realized that Tuxedo Mask is pretty much Sailor Earth. You were one of those kids. Uh, You were a Sailor Earth Earth. See, Uh, I had a bunch of friends and I, and we created like the Sailor Guardians of the Zodiac. So it was basically like Saint Seiya, but it was Sailor Moon. (laughs) Um, So I, I remember drawing... Sailor Pisces, because that's I'm a Pisces. My birthday's in March, uh, and so they all had like the zodiac symbols on oh, their yeah. foreheads. Um, and she had wings, a la Eternal Sailor Moon, which makes no sense because it should have been a fish. Uh, <gasps> you should have been a mermaid and like a sweet staff. Nice uh, and short purple hair and red eyes. But I don't think I really gave her too much of a story. I was just kind of like drawing things. Right, yeah, things. it was all drawing yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I used to draw a lot of original characters, a lot of sort of like original JRPG style characters, mm-hmm. and I would like write elaborate character bios, <laughs> but that was not the case with my... Because yeah. I was so... I think even at that point, like I was so into Silver Millennium fan fiction that like I just I just wanted my Sanchi Shi to know romance. Right. Like I didn't... I didn't need... I never felt the need with Sailor Moon to create original characters because I was satisfied by the characters that existed. That's very true. Yeah, I mean, the Sailor Earth stuff that I drew still looked a lot like Usagi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I wish I could remember the joke. Somebody had a joke on the internet about how they were going to cast a spell and summon all of the Sailor Earth designs (laughs) that ever existed and it was going to, like, smother us all in darkness. Oh, my God. Nobody needs to see mine. Uh, yeah. I never, I never did any Sailor Moon fan art. Um, I about the time that I was uh, of an age that I, I would have been drawing a lot of fan art. I was mm. still really deep in my gargoyles fan art, uh. so I didn't have any damn time for some anime because I was too busy drawing some gargoyles. <laughs> I used to draw a bunch of, like girl Super Saiyans too. Oh, <laughs> you I did? Still haven't seen that. Oh yep. man, still haven't seen girl Super Saiyans. They would be cool yep, though. We need them. Uh, yep. So yeah, very good questions, uh, and thank you for the uh, very very insightful email. I, I, I like really... getting questions. Yeah, I send, us, send us more questions. Yes, please. <laughs> entertain us. Your queens yes. demand questions yes. for our amusement. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's what I got. So nice. unless you guys have any uh, final thoughts you want to add, uh, I mean this, you know. Sailor Uranus is where it's at. Yep. This is yep. pretty much responsible for my entire adolescence. Yep. This episode right yep. here. Yep. Stay this, away from that race car life. And this <laughs> single episode entire oh. in, in, inspired an entire anime series. Yeah. We did learn one very valuable thing from this monster. Oh. How important it is to wear a helmet. <gasps> Oh, right. when, yeah. when the, the demon crashes, she sits up and goes, oh, I'm okay. It's a good thing I was wearing my helmet. And I was like, isn't that part of your head? Uh, no. Yeah, she said that. No. She did. Yeah. Oh, geez. But you know what? She's not wrong. She's yeah. not wrong. Wear a helmet. Apparently also in the uh, Cloverway dub, uh, I, I read about this and we had people tweeting at us about it when I said this was the episode that we were going to be covering. Um, Minako says Venus crystal power. Oh. I was going to say crystal power makeup, but they didn't say makeup. No. So, yeah, she used Venus crystal power to transform instead of Venus star power, but she didn't yeah. get the crystal yet. So it was it was a, a script error, but yeah. That's ridiculous. Yep. Oh, well. How dare they? First, this rough. is far more offensive than the cousins. <laughs> 
I draw the line. Dear sir or madam, <laughs> when you made the statement that a power involved a crystal, <laughs> did no one think to check that the crystal in question was not existed? <laughs> yes. In closing, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Signed, angry viewer. Pa-rum-pa-rum-pa-rum. Uh, yes, so that is uh, going to conclude this episode of Love and Justice, a serious Sailor Moon podcast. Yay! Uh, Lola, where can people find you on the internet? They can find me anywhere they find an Unwinona. If you look on an Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, anywhere you see Unwinona, U-N-W-I-N-O-N-A, that's me. Kelby! Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RealFeminerdity, as in the real thing, and then you can find me on Instagram and Tumblr. Femininity, one word, like Madonna. Or Cher. Or Cher, or Prince, uh, when he was done being a sim- that weird symbol thing. Yeah. yeah. Or Spot, Data's cat, <laughs> next gen. Exactly. I just wanted to be a part of this. Yes. Thanks, Lola. <laughs> uh, and I'm Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet wherever Emma Fife's are sold, at Emma Fife, which is my name. You can also find me starting next week on... The Star Wars Rebels After Show on AfterBuzz TV. We are streaming live at 6 p.m. Pacific on Tuesday night. So Tuesday the 27th will be our very first episode. So for all you Star Wars Rebels fans, please tune in. It's super fun. We always get cool people from the cast to come on the show. It's great. Uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead is coming back uh, next week. We'll be starting our after show uh, on Sunday, October 2nd, will be airing at 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific. So I know that's very late for those of you who are on the East Coast, but you can always listen to it the next day. But it is real fun when we uh, get people watching live. It's uh, it's always a, a fun, fun time. And you can find all of those on AfterBuzz's YouTube page. Uh, but more importantly than any of us individually, you should follow this podcast, uh, all the places it can be found on Twitter at LNJPod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Love and Justice, a serious Sailor Moon podcast. You can email us at loveandjusticepod at gmail.com. We like getting emails from you. We like getting messages from you. We like getting questions from you. It's really fun. So we like, like hearing you should, about your hopes and dreams. Totally too. contact us. Uh, also, if you are an iTunes user, uh, do find us in the iTunes store. Please. Leave us a review. We uh, very much appreciate it. We were rated two more times, but no more written reviews. And okay. at this point, I'm convinced that they didn't actually leave written reviews. It was it, a stealth like. It usually, it usually takes a few days for reviews to show up in the iTunes store, but if you're like, I left you a review and you haven't given me a shout out, just <sighs> poke me. Sometimes things come up out of order, so I'll go to most recent to try to find the most recent reviews and Sometimes you left your review three months ago, but for whatever reason, iTunes is just acknowledging it now, but it still backslogs it to when it was. And remember, if you are not uh, a U.S. iTunes user, uh, let us know because we won't see your reviews in our default iTunes store. Uh, Because Marka. Yeah, we Mm -hmm. had to go through a little bit of a process to find uh, reviews from other countries. but let us know if you did, and it's also really helpful if you just like send us a little screen cap of it so we yep. can uh, give you the shout out that you deserve. Because uh, you deserve you it. You're do. worth it. You uh, are worth it. Pretty sure that Sunday is the last episode of season two of Cute Hire It's Fence Club Love, or Cute Hire It's Fence Club Love, Love. Love. Uh, so if, unless you're here otherwise, expect that next week's episode we will be covering uh, all of season two. We'll be doing our, our season two uh, recap. Oh my God. Oh, uh, so exciting. It's getting so good. Oh, no. Yeah, based on the last episode, I'm thinking this episode's going to be the last one of this season. Ooh. So I'm with you on that. So good. Uh, yes, but if, if that changes, we will certainly let you guys know. And uh, thanks again for 
listening, for those of you who listen every week, to all of our new listeners, to Hi. all those <laughs> Sailor Moon fans out there, uh, we will talk at you all again next week. And until then, stay magical. magical. Someday she's I don't someday think, she's just gonna I, do I, it. I don't <laughs> think that. That